Just got done listening to a podcast from John Cooper of uh, Skillet. And um, it was a real interesting uh, podcast that caught my attention. And it was, um, What in God's Name is Happening to Christianity? That really kind of gets my attention because I um, I oftentimes wonder uh, what's happening to Christianity myself. And um, it's certainly a theme of, uh, of uh, many of my sermons, just in terms of the, the, the direction that uh, Christians have gone and the disappointment that uh, many of the, the common folk, um, not, 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 the, not the leaders in the church, uh, it's it, almost like leaders in, the, in, in our country, our politicians, uh, have grown out of touch with the average um, uh, person in the country. Um, it's almost like the leaders of the church, uh, pastors and, um, uh, and just uh, denominational officials and so forth, uh, have uh, grown uh, out of touch with the average person, um, average Christian, and uh, that's manifested itself with a lot of people uh, being very uh, disillusioned with, with the church. Uh, stances that the church has taken with uh, COVID, chances, uh, um, stances that the church has taken um, on a lot of social issues right now. So uh, this pastor uh, from, uh, from Skillet uh, that I was just listening to his uh, to his uh, podcast that he was on. I remember this um, uh, going around Facebook and social media uh, back uh, late last year. And uh, basically he uh, he did this uh, post that was make pastors uncool again. <laughs> and one of my, uh, one of my uh, members uh, tagged me on it and said, um, no offense, uh, PG uh, for Pastor Greg, um, uh, you are uncool. Um, and, uh, and they, they meant it to be a compliment. Uh, I took it that way, but the whole concept is is that pastors have uh, have tried to become so hip, so cool, so in touch with culture, so popular. Um, you know, maybe maybe to uh, to put a best construct on it so that they can have influence and and change the culture for Christ and so forth. Um, but. Honestly, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think in many cases it's more for selfish reasons that, well, pastors want to be cool and want to be popular and so forth. And, um, and, and you know, I, I think as, as a pastor, we, we, we're, we face a problem, and that is uh, um, we, have, we oftentimes have the opportunity to deny Christ, to deny the truth of the Bible, um, and in so doing, um, uh, become uh, more popular. The 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 singer from uh, Skillet that I was just referring to, John Cooper, he talked about how early on when uh, they were finally successful, um, around 2010, 2011, with their first uh, real big hit, um, there was a artist uh, or an artist, a, a producer that basically said, "Listen, if you just like take Jesus out of all your stuff, you you can you can teach the morals, you can teach the values, but you're gonna have a much bigger audience um, because it's not cool to you know uh, be uh, doing Jesus podcasts and be at you know different um, uh, Jesus venues and to always be singing about Jesus. So how about just taking Jesus?" off of everything that you do and uh and man you, you can be one of the biggest bands that are out there and and, and that kind of resonated with him initially he had to think about it but the more he thought about it, he's like no that's that's you know denying christ um the bible you know says uh you know if we deny our uh, our father before others uh you know you know will be denied 
Um, so we don't have the option for the sake of coolness, for the sake of influence, for the sake of trying to reach more people uh, to uh, to deny Christ, even though in our minds we can rationalize, eh, by doing that, then uh, may, maybe I can make a bigger difference. Well, no, you're just going to lead 10 times as many people to hell than what you did otherwise. So he has this whole uh post uh, make pastors and a cool again um, i should have honestly read it uh, in and highlighted a few things that i could have referenced it uh, in this podcast but you can look it up uh, yourself and uh, and i think there's a lot of uh, good stuff that's in it um, but i guess where it really kind of takes me and i had this conversation with a pastor friend of mine and i'm like you know what you know, God's done some amazing things for this ministry over the past year. But at the same time, you need to understand, I told him, that I'm seeing things that I don't think any other pastor is seeing. Now, maybe that's a little conceited of me to say because um, I'm sure there are some other pastors that are saying it, but it's rare. It's very rare in today's uh, world. Uh, just this past week, I, I was preaching on double standards, and I, and, and I had to lay the foundation that our world is filled with double standards so that then I could talk about the fact that as Christians, we're tempted to have double standards back, but in in so doing, you know, we go against what, you know, Christ himself has told us not to do. And so, um, you know, in my sermons, you know, I, I'll, I'll be upfront and honest. And I told the story of how a Korean pastor, a friend of mine, I encouraged him to do a mailing to Koreans. But I said, you know, the double standard in it is as a white pastor, I can't do a mailing to white people. That would be racist. But you can do that as a Korean. Um, you know, politicians saying that, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, d don't travel for the holidays and so forth. Man, and then this one just came out yesterday. Uh, you know, the, the governor of California is now, here we are, uh, January 26, 2021, was coming out with an announcement, I think tomorrow, where he's going to finally cancel California's stay-at-home order. Now, why would you cancel a stay-at-home order that you followed uh, for all these many, many months when the virus is at the highest point that it is. Yeah, I know we've started vaccinations, but there's not enough yet to, to make a difference. So things are as bad as it's been in the past year, but for some reason, California is ready to cancel it. Why? Because he's on the verge of, of being recalled, that a petition has uh, been circulated in California and they're just about at the uh, at the amount that they need um, for, uh, for them to have a recall election and for the governor to potentially lose his job. Why? Because he's overstepped his boundaries and he's done a bunch of things that he shouldn't have done. And the only reason that he's willing to change is he's about to lose his job. Listen, politicians do it all the time. Pastors do it all the time. Um, pastors, you know, there's influential people in the congregation um, in certain non-denoms. Uh, you know, maybe every year, two years, they have to re-kind of determine if you're going to continue to lead as a pastor. It's kind of like having a judge that you have to vote in. I mean, do you really want a judge that you vote in? Because now the judge is going to interpret the law and right and wrong based upon getting elected or re-elected because if you're not elected or re-elected well then you don't get to be a judge well is that really what we want from our pastors that it's a popularity contest and as long as pastor you're preaching you know what what's in line with what we feel and what we want yeah all right we're going to keep you to be our pastor but if not i'm sorry go find a different church a huge conflict of interest not to mention that when you start getting paid you know 100 150 thousand some of these guys are like way more than that but it whatever just a, a decent salary 
um, and you potentially stand the chance of losing your job as a pastor, you have a conflict of interest because you know what? You're not going to be able to make that kind of money um, with UPS or or working at Kroger or whatever. So um, will that affect what you say and how, how it is that you say it? That's what I love about the Apostle Paul. He's always reminding people that like he doesn't owe anyone anything because he's not taking money from them and wouldn't really want to anyways. And what a beautiful position to be in that you don't have to take money from people because when we don't take money from people, then we're not um, uh, indebted to them or beholden to them. Um, so, uh, anyways, as I'm preaching my sermons, um, this last one was uh, uh, about double standards. So, um, I also talked about the double standard that you can hang a banner from churches, and they do in the Northeast, in courthouses in California, Black Lives Matter, but you can't White Lives Matter because that's racist, but Black Lives Matter isn't. So, we have this double standard that's widely accepted. We have a cancel culture that's trying to cancel Christianity uh, because of the influence it's had in the past, a cancel culture that's trying to cancel males that's trying to um, cancel um, uh, uh, white males especially um, conservatives and so forth and and, and and I had to lay the foundation for the congregation that um, we live in a world of double standards in and it's truth. It just is. But other pastors aren't going to talk about it. They're, they're just not. Um, it's not popular. Uh, people don't like truth. People want what's going to make everyone feel good and, and, and you know, have the greatest appeal to the greatest amount of people. And, and honestly, uh, truth be darned. Not really darn, but I'll try not to say it, but right. But you know what I'm saying? It, it, that it, truth is irrelevant. It's how can I have the most influence? And so Christian pastors, Christian leadership, it's all about they're chasing influence. And when I read the Bible, when I look at Jesus, um, he's not chasing influence. He's, he's, he's proclaiming truth. And that's what we're called to do as uh, pastors. So um, I wanted to hop on, highlight, hey, uh, read uh, John Cooper from Skillet's uh, post. He did uh, Time to Make Pastors Not Cool. But, but I'm going to take it a step further. How about it's time to make Christianity not cool? Um, it's time for us to stop... Um, uh, uh, blending in with culture and society and so forth and let's speak the truth and what's amazing is is you know strangely enough um, truth is a commodity that some people are appreciating and realizing and you have my church that um, has taken a strong stand on what truth is um, and as a result during this year in which uh, 96% of all churches are worshiping under their uh, their attendance of a year ago, um, we're significantly above it. Uh, we went from, uh, we've never had more than two services on a Sunday. Uh, in 2020, in the midst of COVID, we went to three. Um, and so, but we're not doing it for that. We're doing it because it's right and it's truth. Um, but yet God will ultimately bless truth, even though truth has not been um, the... The, the 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 best selling point of Christianity over the last you know 20 30 40 it, it hasn't been truth uh, there's you know been a whole lot of other things cool pastors ripped jeans really cool worship band um, awesome children's ministry um, uh, just all kinds of bells and whistles that you know that that's what's grown the church uh, but thank God that things have changed thank God that um, there is a new passion and desire for a spirit of truth uh, to uh, take place again. I can't wait for Christianity to catch on to it. Um, from a marketing standpoint, I'd rather that they not, because if 
fewer of us do, then then that's better for us. But guess what? It's not about that. So I do uh, sincerely long and look forward to uh, Christianity, Christianity as a whole, getting back to that truth. Um, and that truth isn't always cool. But you know what? It's time for pastors to no longer um, feel the need to be cool. Uh, they don't need to be our celebrities. They don't need to be our rock stars. We don't need to feel good because my pastor is so-and-so and and he's the pastor of the largest church in the city or he's the one that lives in the biggest house. You know, all this garbage that goes on out there um, that uh, I, I, I'm thankful that not only does God not have patience for it, but um, it appears that we're moving into a, uh, a, a day and age in which um, it just doesn't uh, attract the people like it has in the past. Uh, the Bible says, then you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. Um, it is time to uh, proclaim the truth again from pastors and from churches. And that truth is not always cool, but it's just the facts. It's just the truth. And it's what he calls us to proclaim. Hey, I hope everyone uh, has a wonderful week. It's been good talking with you. And um, I'll look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks.